Welcome to Chaintech, the show and podcast focusing on the latest trends in supply chain, procurement, and logistic technology. My name is Max Henry from the Global Supply Chain Council, and together with my co-host and special guest, we explore the personalities, startups, innovators, and industry players driving disruption in supply chain. From early stage to unicorns, and from cutting-edge technology to the people using it to help drive more innovative, agile, and resilient supply chain around the world. This is Chantech. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a new episode of Chaintech. I'm your host, Max Henry, from the Global Supply Chain Council. I'm very uh, pleased to have you again today for a new episode of our show. I just want to remind everybody again that uh, if you haven't done it yet, uh, check out our Chaintech.net uh, marketplace that we have uh, started uh, quite some time ago, and uh, you'd be interested to uh, get some solution. If you're also missing uh, some of the uh, previous episodes, you can also look at our Chantech.show uh, website, where you can find all the Chantech, uh interviews that we've done in the past. So today, as always, we are joined by one of our one of the founder, uh, and I'm very pleased to have Claire Asun, uh, who's a co-founder of Upload. Hi, Claire. How are you? Good morning. How are you? All fine. All right. I'm speaking from Aputo, Mozambique. Okay. Excellent. So as we you know, always do in our interviews, I'd like to get started with you a little bit on your background. Maybe if you could share a little bit on your journey uh, before you started Upload, uh, maybe starting with you, maybe childhood, you know, the field of studies that you had, uh, the first few jobs that you had before um, starting a company, uh, so we can understand your background here. Of course. Um, so as you can guess uh, from my accent, I'm very French. Uh, I've been studying uh, transport engineering um, in France uh, in up to 2006. And then I started to work in the transport industry in France. And then uh, I moved to developing countries uh, in Africa, West Africa, Central Africa, and also a bit in the Middle East to work on hard infrastructure. So on railway roads, whether it is on feasibility study or monitoring of these infrastructure. And because of the impact that uh, these infrastructure had on the larger economies where I was working in, I decided to do a master's in public administration at Harvard at the King's School. In the meantime, I worked for AFC, and the goal was really to go back to work for international organizations. Um, in the meantime, after graduation, uh, I took on a research project with an MIT fellow uh, who thought that uh, Mozambique actually had a very big potential in logistics while everyone was talking about the gas reserve that it had discovered a few years before. We were then in 2015. Mozambique was positioned to become uh, the largest reserves in the world of gas after Qatar. So big buzz around that. But he believed that the real potential was in uh, unlocking the neighboring countries of Mozambique. So Mozambique was uh, a place for logistics. So um, I was glad to do that research. I didn't know it was in Africa, even in Southern Africa. I thought, you know, I do six months of research and then go back to what I know how to do. And then I traveled around the country, uh, did some research, 
and uh, quickly understood that while everyone uh, wanted to build more roads in Mozambique, I thought that we could uh, improve much better the transport industry uh, through a solution that I uh, further developed, which is upload, connecting supply and demand. But at that time, I didn't have any resource. I had actually a debt to uh, American University. Uh, so I created a consultancy to do further market research, to learn Portuguese, and um, of course to uh, make a living. In the meantime, I met my first co-founder, Catherine, uh, a British citizen who had been working uh, in Mozambique for about 10 years, and we decided to team up um, to build Upload. Uh, we actually did further research, secured the first funding, and finally launched in 2020 in the midst of COVID. That is a short story. <laughs> yeah. So before we talk about upload, I just want to get mm -hmm. uh, maybe for, for those which are listening to us and don't understand what is Mozambique. Let's uh, please set the scene for us. Tell us what is Mozambique. Uh, you know, give us a bit of, of background on this on this on this uh, island, and you know, what is the economy like? Just give us a very quick uh, background. Of course, so Mozambique is in the south of uh, the African continent. It is bordering with South Africa, um, Zimbabwe, Zambia, Malawi, and Swaziland uh, as well. And it has three uh, 2,500 kilometers of coast mm, on the Indian Ocean. We are on the Indian Ocean side. Um, it has very few paved roads, very low density country, about 30 million people for uh, a, a very large area. So transport here are very key because uh, you really need to uh, serve uh, this country and you know it, it is very linked to uh, the communication. So as you, uh, in terms of infrastructure, you have one road that goes from south to north. And then three roads, one from Maputo, the capital city, to South Africa, that serves South Africa. Then one from Beira in the center, that serves Zambia and Zimbabwe. And then in the north, Makala, that serves um, Malawi. This is to say that this is really a country that is looking to the neighboring countries and a bit not necessarily looking at itself. So, you know, the need for better uh, domestic irrigation, if I may say, in terms of transport, is uh, very, very uh, salient. And this is uh, why you know, anyone who comes to Mozambique see all these trucks struggling um, to serve the country. This is really a pressing need when you, when you arrive in Mozambique. The rest, um, in terms of GDP per capita, it is one of the poorest uh, countries in the world, uh, even on Africa scale and also in terms of IDH. So when you come to Maputo, it's a very nice capital city with Portuguese heritage. But as soon as you get out, you really see uh, that everything is needed in this country in terms of basic services. Uh, so it's a, a country of utmost hopes, thanks to the, 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 the gas reserves that were discovered and that uh, are supposed to bring a large boost to the economy. Uh, but things uh, take time, of course. Um, as now, as of now, you have uh, stakeholders like Total Energy, Exxon, uh, with um, uh, shareholding uh, from India and China in the project of the gas. Uh, this is what is happening in the in the country and uh, should shape the next twenty years uh, of the economic growth. 
Does Mozambique play an important role in the, in the overall logistics in Africa, uh, in this part of Africa? Yeah, clearly in, in Southern Africa it does. Um, South Africa itself um, is starting to be congested. Durban is the main port and it is really congested. So Maputo, uh, that is not very far from, from Durban, has a card to play in terms of uh, serving uh, even more, you know, uh, the region while it is already poised, uh, well to do so because of these axes that I mentioned through railway and roads and that are uh, aimed to serve the neighboring countries. So basically a lot of non-locked countries up to DRC as well, the, the, the east of DRC that is also landlocked, then Mozambique can serve through its, uh, very long coast and its numerous ports. Okay, so tell us about Upload. Uh, what is you and our solution providing? So Upload is a marketplace that connects shippers, you know, clients who need uh, to transport cargo throughout Mozambique or in the regional corridors. So they're connected through an app uh, with transporters. So vetted transporters that we check, uh, we check their references, we check their, um, you know, their, uh, also their governance, and uh, then they can enter our network. So it is really a real-time connection between shippers uh, who are looking for a reliable transport solution and the transporters who can provide it, whether they're very small with one or two trucks or very large, uh, up to 300 trucks, which is uh, the case uh, for some large companies in Southern Africa. So what, as an okay. example, please. Mm-hmm. Yeah, go ahead. So what problem are, are you solving with this marketplace? Yeah. So uh, like a lot of African countries, um, you have very expensive logistics. Uh, this is really the, the most salient problem and the reason why it is so expensive is because first and foremost, when trucks go from one point A to one point B, like you know, from Maputo in the south of Mozambique to the north of Mozambique, they never know whether they would come back empty or full. So they charge usually twice the price. Then uh, there is a lot of intermediaries along that chain who compound commission. Uh, without adding value. So you can have a chain of intermediaries for one transaction that can compound up to 50% or 60% of the transport value uh, without providing any additional service, no more like gatekeepers. And finally, you have a lot actually of agricultural commodity in the fields, in the production area that need uh, timely solutions so that you know they don't perish in the field and they cannot find it. So we are really connecting now supply and demand so that in real time you can find uh, the most relevant solution within your budget um, around you uh, that can ship uh, at low risk uh, to your destination. We can also mention two other problems, which is the cash flow problems of transporters. Uh, they always need, you know, fuel and minimum working capital to pro- to uh, to to operate a shipment. So we demand uh, clients that they pay upfront and then we pay our transporters 50% upon loading and 50% uh, after successful offloading. And then we monitor the trip so that we also de-risk um, that uh, journey uh, through our app and now also through GPS on the small transporters. 
So this concept of marketplace between shippers and transportation company and free PLs is pretty standard, uh, you know, in other countries. When you created Apple, did you actually, I know, create that platform from scratch or did you uh, adapt an existing solution uh, specifically for Mozambique? Yeah, so that's an interesting one. You know, actually, when the very first idea that I had, um, I remember I called Uber. <laughs> yes. I called uh, Uber, the the, the, um, the 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 African department, and I told them, you know, the problem that I had seen. And it was uh, back in 2016, and they hadn't even launched yet Uber Freight. They were still in the mm. taxi, so they were interested in uh, the cab services for capital city like Maputo. Um, but you know the freight was you know, out of the question at that time uh, on the African continent. So I thought, okay, there is a huge problem that I see. Uh, no one uh, is tackling it the way I feel would be extremely relevant and efficient uh, instead of building further roads. So I decided to take, a, uh, take a, on on this challenge, and um, this is you know really myself designing a solution and talking to developers um, so that we they, they could develop a, a solution that would uh, solve this problem. In the meantime, we also did a market study with uh, the support of USAID here, who was interested in, in this concept. And I remember very vividly, we had um, we met with farmers in the north of Mozambique who were telling us, you know, what would be very cool is to know which trucks are around us so that we could ship our oranges and our soy on the trucks and reach the markets. And we were, okay, this is really the definition of what we want um, to build. And then, only then afterwards, I learned that other solution had already flourished and, and, and become operational across the continent and across the globe when we prepared, the, of course, the business plan. Um, so, yeah, it was started from, from scratch. But on the other hand, we were, uh, you know, we had imagined a solution that was had already been proven successful. Is there a other solution in the other African countries who actually look like Upload? And have you, uh, you know, talked to them? Is there any kind of partnership or collaboration you can have with them as well? So while the solution is 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 pretty much the same, um, we have a different different type of profile of users, if I may say. Um, here it is a pretty mature market when it comes to transport, again, because Mozambique really has transport in its DNA, right? So when I mentioned large companies of 300 trucks, it's not only one. There are a few large companies. There are also medium companies that have about 60, 70 trucks. What I mean is that our users are companies. They are not owner drivers, unlike on the rest of the continent. So there are other solutions in the rest of the continent, like in Nigeria, Kenya, Côte d'Ivoire, Senegal. Uh, they all exist, but they are already focusing on these uh, owner drivers, so this one one truck company, if I may, and which is a very different uh, business because then you know the commercial um, aspect is and the operations are handled by the same service provider. It is the driver who also owns their truck. While when you have a company, there is a manager who manages the co commercial operations, and then you have the driver who is in charge of performing. And so this in itself changes really the way um, we operate. 
you know, and, and we differentiate ourselves from other solutions that exist on the continent. As we move further to remote areas, we might find, you know, uh, more owner drivers and we are already starting to adapt our solution uh, to them. But what I mean that the core is really about optimizing the, the, the fleet of uh, companies, especially in the return back home journeys. And uh, just to, uh, on the, the second part of my question, do you think there's some area for collaboration with those companies? Is there any way that you could collaborate? You know, because obviously there are, uh, I would say, a pan-Africa logistics happening. There are shipments going from one country to another, and, and there might be some connections that you could have with uh, those different marketplaces as well. Yeah, this is very possible. Um, you know, we, what we do, when, when you're operating in a country like Mozambique, a transit country, because essentially this is what it is. Yeah. You have trucks from Zambia, from Zimbabwe, from South Africa that came, you know, on a daily basis, that come on a daily basis to, to, to Mozambique. And so it is very easy for us to register them and then to start operating with them on the corridor. So this is kind of the organic growth for um uh, for these corridors when it comes to domestic uh, markets you know down the road yeah we can really imagine cooperating with uh, countries especially because we are in a region where you know africa is really growing the the, the continent is really growing and you have even more exchanges now and trade uh, between uh, not only sub-regions, you know, neighboring countries, but also, as you mentioned, you know, further countries. We have some demand from you know, South Africa to Malawi, which is still in Southern Africa, but also uh, Zambia to Rwanda, for instance. So we mix East Africa and, and, and Southern Africa. So yeah, there is, I think, a lot of room for cooperation between the different solutions uh, on the continent as Africa grows uh, exponentially. Okay. Give us some numbers about your marketplace, maybe uh, so people can understand, uh, you know, the number of customers or partners or maybe the volume or transactions that you have uh, currently and, and what are you aiming, uh, you know, in the next year? Mm-hmm. So we have about 300 uh, transportation companies on upload that represents a universe of 4,000 trucks. Uh, on the other hand, we have about a uh, hundred shippers uh, that ship with us still on spot demand, um, and we do, uh, you know, around fifty, sixty trucks uh, per month. But you need to realize is that these trucks travel uh, three to four days, sometimes ten days, mm-hmm. with us. So it is not, you know, very short distance. It is, you know, in, in transaction we we can do up to, you know, a thousand dollars, thousand five hundred dollars, or even. Uh, much more uh, in, in terms of uh, cross transaction value. So it is uh, really a different market also in, in, to that extent because we're focusing on long term, on long haul and, and medium haul. Now, you know, with the next year, uh, we're about to launch a project where we will uh, really go uh, to more rural areas, so to the first or last mile, as you want to call them. So when I say last mile, it's really last mile. Uh, approval because we need, you know, uh, to connect the more rural areas to the consumption and market uh, and markets uh, areas. So it is about 100, 200, 300 uh, kilometers. And for that, again, we might have to uh, adapt the software uh, to adapt these um, user profiles as well with lower um, digital literacy. 
so this is where we stand. And that would be the, the place in much a bigger volume of transactions uh, because of the needs of, of that market. Let's talk about the adoption of our solution. Do you face any uh, technical or digital adoption issues when you know you're pushing your solution? I believe a lot of those truck drivers use, you know, uh, smartphones. You know, how how tech ready uh, those transportation company and uh, are they are they you know? And, and is that an issue for you to as you push your solution further? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It is, but we are uh, we're really here also to um, to support the users in that adoption. Basically, what you see a lot in Africa is that the adoption of smartphones in general uh, is very much growing, uh, even in, in countries like Mozambique, and especially for businesses. For g- the general public, uh, not necessarily. Uh, it still costs, even the cheapest smartphone can cost 20 to $30, so um, when you have uh, very, you know, an, an average, uh, the minimum salary here in, in Mozambique of $100 per month, this is a significant mm. um, budget. However, it is picking up. Um, we, you know, we do business uh, on WhatsApp, for instance, in Africa. This is uh, very much, you know, the, the daily and the necessary tool when WhatsApp uh, goes off. <laughs> Every business are uh, frozen for some time. Um, so this is really, um, uh, again, this is growing, but what we need to do is to support users in using more apps because so far, you know, that they're, again, they use more WhatsApp or maybe social media as well, like Facebook, but not necessarily professional apps. So this is where our job, uh, is, uh, really, um, where we focus our efforts with the team. Uh, and see where we are, we are growing with, uh, the users, uh, all across the provinces, um, and especially in Mozambique. But now that we're also, you know, we have tackled, if I may say, the, the, the most challenging country <laughs> in terms of yeah. adoption. And as we, uh, check other, uh, countries, especially South Africa, but not only Zambia or Zim, where people are really using much more uh, technology, this should also be easier. That being said, uh, the work is always on us. Huh? So it is really technology to adopt, to, 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 to also try to reach the users. So we really try to, yeah. um, you know, improve the app as much as possible so that it is simple for low, um, low, um, uh, digital literacy users. Um, and this is really part of our job is to listen to their constraints and to, Simplify or adapt the software as much as possible so that the uh, users uh, usage is seamless. So, upload you have an app uh, which is available both on iOS and Android, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, and you also mentioned that you, you know people are using WhatsApp. Do you have a direct connection with WhatsApp or a direct integration with WhatsApp? How does that work? Yeah. Uh, this is in the pipeline. Uh, as of now, we have uh, we notify our users by email and SMS. And okay. we also notify them now outside of the app on WhatsApp. The idea is really to integrate um, notification at least of new uh, of new orders um, on WhatsApp directly. We also communicate important information, you know, on WhatsApp community with our users in terms of you know uh, uh, partnership that we make for GPSs for road safety training, which is also a very big part of. What we do, we 
we work on increasing the the standards and leveling up the standards of the uh, transport industry in Mozambique. So, um, yeah, we use that channel uh, to communicate with them on this specific. Um, okay, and your community is on WhatsApp as well, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Okay. Let's go back to um, you know how you you know uh, started the company. At the beginning, did you actually bootstrap uh, the company? By uh, you, you said that you had a consulting business uh, helping you to you know stay afloat, and and at, at the same time you could. It, this is what happened, right? Yeah. So this is really you know we, we're talking here about a frontier market in terms of investment. There is no yeah. precedent. Um, the ecosystem of Startups is very nascent. Um, actually, uh, one of Apple's co-founder, Federico, he was a pioneer, uh, entrepreneur here in Mozambique, startup entrepreneur, and he joined us in, in 2020. Uh, but he really, you know, with his company and his co-founders at that time, he uh, built uh, the ecosystem, uh, contributed to build the ecosystem with uh, other partners. But it is still, you know, 10 years later, it is extremely nascent and there had not been any VC investment on digital startups up, uh, to upload. So uh, this is to say that, you know, when it comes to investing, you really need to, investors need to want to look at the track record and there was no one uh, here in, in Mozambique. So we really had to open doors and to uh, explain what our market uh, looked like and the potential that it had um, to really grow immensely. So the very start, uh, we bootstrapped indeed with uh, with Catherine and uh, so with some personal savings and with first angel investment, uh, we started to develop the app and then we we you know, fundraise on rolling basis. Um, but yeah, you always fundraise when, when we, when you have startups, but we uh, didn't have the, the, the funding that, you know, you might, um, that, that might happen with other, other startups because of that, um, of, of that specificity of the market. So we have to prove yeah. everything in terms yeah, of growth, first, yeah. in terms of stickiness before uh, you can raise. And this is what we're doing now. So how did you meet your first VC? And you know, is there, I mean, you say that it's a, it's a very small community and VC, many VCs are probably not looking at Mozambique, uh, in there. When they go to Africa, they tend to go to Nigeria and all those big countries, right? Yeah. Uh, so mm-hmm. how, how did you actually happen to, to, to meet and, 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 and did you actually, were, were you proactive in going to them or did they come to you? How did, how did that work? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, in the very beginning, so the, the fantastic um, story of Upload, I would say, is that we, you know, in that story, we had fantastic angels from the get-go. The angels who know uh, the African continent, who know what it is to invest in the frontier market, and who uh, believed in us uh, very strongly. And they also open doors, uh, similarly to the um, uh, first, uh, also VC back in 2021, uh, GSV, Runs for Ventures, an American VC, also, uh, you know, supported us. And I really consider them as, uh, you know, co-founders as well. We rely on them when we have mm-hmm. an issue. They help us when it is time to uh, raise. And they also think of us on the best strategy in that regard because they know what um, what this market is about. Then we uh, we applied to the Norsken Accelerator last year in in Sweden. So we went 
we went there uh, for a fantastic program as well. And uh, so we've been pushing since it was also extremely interesting because half of the cohort in Sweden was from Africa. So we oh, could okay. All right. uh, really, you know, brainstorm about where, you know, our challenges, uh, who we were talking to, uh, who was, you know, in terms of VC, who was interested in, in these frontier markets. But maybe one thing that I think is extremely important when you come to, when we speak about African startups is that you really need to make a case for your market more than anywhere in the world, I guess, because there are very few data still. So you, you need to dig um, in terms of data, whatever you can find in terms of market study to really know your market even before you get started. And also, you know, the best, to me, the best proof of the existence of the market is when we launched, even with very few resources, we had huge demand from day one. Uh, it, it, it was uh, not manageable at that time because, of course, we were very small, but that really showed to the investors that the, the demand and, and, and the market was out there. So what I mean here is that um, when, when you're in this position, you really need to do as much as possible before you engage so that you can really show um, how much uh, you know about the market and also how, how big your market is. And secondly, what was very clear for us is that the, the real market was always a region, right? Not only Mozambique, but the Southern African region, which makes enormous sense in terms of logistics. But I do believe this is also uh, uh, very important when it comes to uh, growing a startup uh, in Africa, at least in a homogeneous um, market or region, if I may say. It's very difficult, for instance, it would be very difficult for Apple to go from, from Mozambique to Nigeria. Yeah. from Mozambique mm -hmm. to South Africa or Zim, or Zimbabwe or even uh, the east of DRC this is something that is uh, natural for us to do because there is some linearity and some homogeneity in terms of doing business um, I want to go back on the, uh, the community and, and uh, you know the, you know the uh, I would say the early stage in terms of uh, startup uh, and founders do you actually meet them uh, in Mozambique is there a a community of founders, uh, you know, with regular events and meetup that you can go to and, and, and you can exchange and, uh, you know, and, and share experience and um, also common problems. Yeah. Yeah. So we, I've, I've been exchanging more with founders across the continent. Uh, okay. this is because I, I, I think, yeah, with our specificity that we, uh, logistic is quite uh, kind of it's quite, unique. It's quite niche, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and uh, so we, I could really relate, and I, I brainstorm a lot with other founders from logistic tech or from fintech, because a lot of logistics yeah. tech, uh, as you might know, also become very, you know, naturally fintechs because of the relate to payments, uh, yeah, yeah, the cash flow that it, it requires. Um, and so you have a lot of similarities between the two industries. And this is what um, helped me a lot. The, the community also in Sweden was fantastic in that regard um, to continue uh, exchanging. Also, funders like, uh, um, sorry, VC like uh, Reflect Ventures also introduces us to other uh, other startups. And I think this is really necessary for uh, startups like ours, where the community is is still pretty small here. And our challenge is 
you know, are not the, the, the changes of, uh, of the startups yet, uh, here in Mozambique. It might become very soon. Um, and, and now I'm starting also to engage with early, uh, early stage startups uh, to also share our experience because I think this is also, uh, very necessary. I, I do believe that communities are an absolute uh, must yeah. when it comes to startup development. And do you find that the other log tech founders are open and willing to share as much as you do? Or sometimes you get resistance uh, from, or, you know, because the founders are not the most, you know, generous person when it comes to actually <laughs> providing advice and guidance. You know, I, you know, I mean, we see that every day when we would run that marketplace called Chantech where we bring all those founders together. And sometimes it's just very hard to get them to, to talk and speak. Uh, they're busy. Yeah. They're, they're busy, they're stressed, you know, sometimes they, they're worried about, you know, it might be competition or, you know, so what's your view on this? In Africa, is, are people open? Um, I, I do believe so. The people that I've been uh, talking to, of course, it, it, it is a tough industry. You know, our, our lives are, are not the, are not the easiest. You know, it can start at uh, 6 a.m. and, <laughs> and stuff yeah. at 9 p.m. even on weekends. Uh, logistics never stop. Um, so yeah, I, what you describe is super familiar, uh, you know, to me. And sometimes this, I, I just told you now, now I'm starting to engage with the, the community here because so mm-hmm. far I was just, you know, engage on Zoom with other founders so that it was limited time. Then I could go back to, <laughs> you know, you have, I feel that over the past three years, um, there was, I didn't make enough room that if I may put it this way uh, because the, the, the focus was the business while I do believe yeah. there is a tremendous value taking a step back but when you're still a small team you want to grow and more importantly you want to be to, to, to provide an impeccable service because this is what this is about right when, when you're small you need to be uh, to, to have a hundred percent success <laughs> yeah. let me say but this is this is what you're focusing on so it's only now that I'm and I'm starting to share, so I really cannot blame <laughs> the founders <laughs> who have challenges to share because I can see where this is coming from. It is just that we are really in our in our bubble. We try to bubble, grow. Yeah. We, we, we yeah. push as much as we can. Our focus is our clients and our transporters. This is, you know, this is our world, um, and and this is also why. I think this is a specific industry. Maybe other startups in other sectors feel the same, but I, I do believe that this is a, a stressful industry, but also we have a certain profile, right? I guess the, the yeah. other founders also. We, we chose that path but because we also love challenges. We love exactly. overcoming <laughs> these difficulties. So um, it is, I, I guess it's just a matter of picking, you know, these founders when they are, you know, uh, and a more relaxed uh, yeah. moment of their uh, of the startups, which doesn't happen often, but I, I can see mm. that happening. So yeah, we need to we need to step back and to relax. I yeah. guess it's really more about that. Talking about challenges, uh, what do you think is your biggest one right now as a, as a co-founder of Upload? You know, what keeps you awake at night? What's your biggest you know headache as you as you run the business? Yeah, and try to grow uh-huh. it. Yeah, it is really, it is really about the, about fundraising because the, the level, you know, of commitment it requires, you know, again, in a frontier market like this, uh, to raise, um, it is, it is very challenging and all the more so now, you know, this year with the contraction, uh, of the, uh, of the investment, it is, it is, uh, 
extremely, extremely, extremely challenging. And so, yeah, I would really say that because we never, you know, so far we had, uh, you know, investment to, to grow our, our software, uh, but not, uh, sufficiently to grow our team while the demand is out there, right? We, mm. we have s- such, you know, a high level of demand. And we, what we do is that we just operate what we can based on, on quality. Um, and this is really quality that, that drives us. Um, but yeah, I would really mention the fundraise so that we can, you know, uh, grow the software so that we can automate everything that we've learned so far even more. Um, and then grow the team because in a market like this one, you still need people on the ground to uh, support the user adoption and also to vet them. Vetting mm. is a key key point in developing market systems. And you need to have very good transporters, whether they're big or small, this is not the problem. You need them to mm. perform well uh, so that you can cover uh, your territory well. So if funding is so hard in, in a place like Mozambique, will it be maybe somehow better for you to try to cover another market which has more, you know, VCs and more, you know, uh, willingness to, for investment and try to, you know, keep Mozambique as you, as you, as you, as your home ground, but, but also try to attack another market which then could help you with financing and, and, and go international. Maybe the investors are looking at Mozambique thinking, oh, that's, that's, too extreme. That's too. That's too small in a way, right? Maybe they they want Nigeria. Maybe they want I don't know Zambia. They want South Africa, and 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 packaging those you know those countries together could maybe help you uh, to get further financing. I don't know. I'm just brainstorming. You know, uh, with you. It, it's an interesting one. I I really do believe that you know we 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 are now in a very good position because uh, you know we've in you know. Sometimes lacking of investment can be a very interesting one because you just need to run the business. This yeah. is what you do. And, you and, and make money and, and be profitable. Yeah, yeah yes, exactly. <laughs> I think this is, this is really what maybe you know, the problem has more maybe been, if I may say, in terms of culture of VC so far or investment that wanted yeah. to push growth without the, the foundations of businesses. And we see this now, right? We see that Investment is requiring much more, you know, uh, profitability. They're really looking at the businesses more in terms of revenues than in terms of um, GTV growth. So, so I think we've done the right thing uh, in this in this constrained uh, um, environment, and now we are in a in a much better position to to engage uh, for growth because the foundations are there. The business yeah. works. We generate yeah. profit on any, on every, every transport we make. Uh, but it's just that it takes time. It takes more time than in other, any other markets to, to grow. Um, so this is again, chicken and egg in, in investment, yeah. right? You want to see growth before you invest. And now I think, you know, the investment climate has changed in the way that they will value, uh, the business that we built and that now we, they, they can grow, uh, with us. Also, indeed, it is, it is nice now to, you know, operate on more corridors. We operate now on Mozambique, South Africa corridors, on Mozambique, uh, and Malawi corridors, also, uh, to Zambia. So this, uh, also indeed helps, 
uh, having other conversations when it comes to volume, when it comes to data availability. But I would say for me, you know, even being a, a French speaker, <laughs> um, this is my market. This is what I know. I know the users here. I know the clients. Yeah. This is really uh, what I know I can tackle. And this is these are problems that I know uh, we can solve as a team. So, uh, yeah, Upload is about, I really do believe that for now, Upload is really about this market because we know it and we know mm. how to solve it. So, again, a very good testing ground for you, for your company. If you had to do it again today, you know, will you choose Mozambique again as the starting point for you, for your logistic uh, startup or will you have a pick uh, a different market and and forget about I know, I know you have you know you have history and background in, in Mozambique you probably you know love the place and but you know if, if you if you just strictly looking at a logistic startup you know do you think this is the right place again today to, yeah. to do this yeah absolutely I still do believe this is the right place um, in the region specifically uh, I, I do believe uh, strongly strongly in the potential of Mozambique and just you know the, the demand is right at our door so everything we had learned in terms of, you know, when we were doing our market study was confirmed, uh, but okay. the demand that we received, uh, on upload. That being said, <laughs> timing is everything as, as we say. Yeah. And, uh, the timing was super challenging because I remember very, very vividly, I started to write an email in March 2020, uh, you know, about the launch of upload and yeah. I hadn't, Send it yet, and then we received the, the, the news that Amazonie uh, was closing their border, and then um, you know COVID had hit. Also, let me say they yeah. had COVID had launched its operations, <laughs> so we couldn't launch. Literally, you know, we are in a traditional yeah. market where you know the economy froze, and they couldn't have even absorb an innovation. It's not like when you already have an innovation and you can it can grow tremendously during COVID. Yeah. No, it is about launching an innovation and that was extremely challenging for users. So we delayed it until the end of 2020. And so that I think, you know, uh, was, was challenging. And, and now, of course, the, you know, the recession since last year and this year was not, was not the best. But again, I think we've, 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 um, uh, even in these very adverse conditions, we managed to, uh, develop and grow. So um yeah yeah not, so you you can but I would say yeah yeah so you know again you know sometimes the most successful companies start and grow in the most challenging times right so <laughs> if i think if you can prove a concept and make money in a place like Mozambique you can probably like you say do it you know in other african countries and so i i think i'm i'm, I'm very confident you'll be able to grow and get also the vc funding that you need uh, for that international expansion. So what would be your final advice to a founder, you know, who's starting, uh, you know, today, you know, especially in, in a place like Africa, you know, we, you know, I know a number of people are looking at this market. What would be your advice? Yeah. Um, maybe a couple of them, I would really say that you need to have worked before. I would really, I really say that. I think that more than anywhere else, uh, you need uh, working experience uh, because you really local need to be resourceful. Yeah. yeah. So working and, and, and local, you really need your, to, to, to know your market and your users. Um, uh, then 
I feel so you, you, we need a support system again, because there are not a lot of support system here. It's, it's not like in France. I have friends who developed startups in there and, you know, there is a whole uh, system for them. You can enter an incubator. You still have a high paycheck um, and you can yeah. grow your idea for 18 months and see where that goes, right? This is a state uh, support for innovation. Here, this doesn't exist. So you really need a support system that, um, that, that can, you know, uh, help you during, uh, you know, the development of, of the startup. Um, and because it's also a family journey, right? <laughs> so everyone <laughs> embarks with you on the, on the startup. I think my son can pitch better at home than me now. <laughs> so he knows all about it as well. Seriously, it, it, you really need, uh, you really need that. Um, and then if I may say as a woman, uh, as we know, you know, startups led by women are extremely underfunded, right? Uh, we were chatting about that before, but about 2% only of uh, startups that uh, precede and seed um, led by women uh, get, uh, get funding. And, uh, but I, even, you know, that being said, it's really not a, a reason for not, uh, not developing and founding your startup because there's also, you know, I think now times are extremely changing. But again, as long as you know your your subject, there will be uh, people who would want to join you in this venture. We can support so, you. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Thank you very much, Claire. I just want to finish up with some mm -hmm. quick questions for you, some what we call the fire questions. So uh, let me go through uh, for them and give me a quick answer. Cats or dogs? Dogs. Window or aisle? Window. Okay. Um, can you share a movie that you've seen recently that you're very excited about? A movie? Um, no. Um, Anything comes more up? Into, no, I'm just more into series now. I'm, I'm, I'm trying oh, to yeah, think TV show is fine. Yeah. TV, TV series. Yeah. Yeah. No, what I'm, are I'm you? into the... Yeah. And to the morning show these days, so you know, very American driven about the, the media, um, industry. Okay. What's your favorite lunch? Favorite lunch? Yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, salad with a friend. <laughs> <laughs> What's your most used app on your phone? Uh, it's WhatsApp. Yeah, I wish I could say upload, but surely not. It's WhatsApp. <laughs> okay. What's your What's your favorite tool to build and manage your company? Um, I would say WhatsApp and Slack. Okay. What will you be uh, if you imagine thirty years, twenty or thirty years from now, you are retired? Where do you see yourself doing and where? I would love, uh, I would love investing in startups and startups that I love. You know, I would love doing that, um, you know, uh, on the, on the long run. Um, I love, love to be in a position to do so. And, um, I know that I, you know, would be traveling a lot, but I do believe that, uh, my life will still be based in, in the African continent. Okay. Somewhere in Mozambique, probably. I don't know. No, that, that I'm, I'm, you know, I love, I love, you know, I, it, it, it's interesting in most of the African countries that I've been in more, more than 20 now, I felt very, very much at home. Uh, so yeah, this is, uh, other stories to, to write in other countries. Yeah. Okay. 
Thank you very much, Claire. This was uh, Claire Asun, the uh, co-founder of Upload, sharing again, you know, our own journey and experience in running the, the company. So thank you. Thanks again, Claire. Thank you so much. Thank you. Have a nice day.